This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay. And in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is brought to you by Gamefly. Gamefly is a way to buy and rent all your favorite games while saving money. Go to Gamefly.com, pick your favorite games, and have them mailed directly to your door. Just go to Gamefly.com scoop with an exclamation point and start your free premium 30-day trial today. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Marty Sleva, Scoop. and Sam Claiborne. And I'm your host, Samuel Claiborne. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> We've got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about Dragon Quest XI. We're going to share how we feel about killing animals in games. Oh. I'm for it. <laughs> oh, man. But first, Dragon Quest XI is a role-playing video game coming to Japan this year. Has That's- not... Has not been announced for the the West. You can call yet. it Drakway. Don't call Drak- it Drakway. Please don't call it Drakway. Do not ever call we it Drakway. We know Jared's a lot of gone. people that called it Drakway. Yeah. Not a Jared lot of people. We know Jared one. and Jeremy Parrish. It uh, doesn't even save you much time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all called it Dragon Warrior. Yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, Dragon Quest XI, the next in the long running Dragon Quest series. Uh, and we found out today it's getting an unusual pack. So exciting. Yeah. In Japan. I've ne- Something I've never even. In all my time, in all yeah. my time of covering video games, I've never heard of something like this. There, there's a special edition pack in yeah. Japan. This game is coming to PlayStation 4, 3DS, and Switch. Very odd. The special edition pack in Japan includes the PS4 version and the 3DS version mm-hmm. in the same pack. Oh. Yeah, it's super weird. That is like. How did Square Enix pull this off? Well, the, the console war is over. There's so there's, there's a number it's, of interesting. <laughs> there's a number of interesting. Oh, and things. also, sorry, Vita. 
Exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. So PS4 and the 3DS version in the same pack. Because at least it's coming out for Switch. First of all, well, pr- surely you mean the Switch version and the 3DS <laughs> right. version, Damon. First of all, I guess I guess you're gonna play these two very different versions of the same gigantic yeah. RPG. Mm-hmm. Not to mention both of these platforms holders, PlayStation and Nintendo, have a home console and a portable. Yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. So it could have been the PS4 packed in with the Vita version. Or it could have been the 3DS packed in with the Switch version. Or, you know, just the Switch, Switch version. version. Yeah. So the weird thing about this is also, they didn't mention anything about the Switch version. Yeah. And nope. everyone, IGN Japan, reached out to Nintendo and were like, uh, no comment. So we don't know what's happening with the Switch is version. Is the Switch version a better version of the 3DS version? Or is it a worse so version? So the other interesting thing yeah. is that mm. there are three visual versions of this yeah, game. It is the HD PS4 version. Yep. It is the non-HD but still 3D 3DS version. Yep. And then you can toggle the 3DS version to play the entire game 2D. Which is probably the way to play this Which game. is probably... Yeah, <laughs> it's super cool. On the 3DS version, it can show you on the top screen a nice 3D Dragon Quest game. And then on the bottom, it's just like do, you're doing the same thing on the world map, like walking around in 8-bit. <laughs> yeah, looking it's super cool looking. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I love it. Pretty smart. Yeah. So this game has not officially been announced for the West, although, well, you know, many... Neither have the last two Dragon Quest games. Is that is that how far behind we are? We just got eight, right? Well, we just ten. got eight on 3DS. Well, the M- the uh, MMO, was which was a re-release. Nothing since eight on PS2 has come out here. But that's not considering the Dragon Quest Builders games. Yeah, Builders and Heroes have come out. Um, But yeah, 10, which was the MMO that was on Wii U, never came. Yeah. And and 9 never came out here. Yeah, 9 didn't come out here. All right, all right. Well, and it's interesting that Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy started. Final Fantasy is ahead by four games now. Catch up, Dragon Quest team. Yeah. Yeah, Drakways. Drakway. Or Drawa. That's what they're called in the U.S. Drawas. Drawas. So... If Dragon Quest XI were to come to the West, I, ha- I, I have a hard time imagining it would get a pack like this. That would include the PS4 and the 3DS version. Only in a Japanese utopia is something like that possible. Well, my thing is, well, I don't want either of those. I just want a Switch version now. Exactly. That's my thing. Well, I want a Switch version of everything, but yeah. especially of a JRPG where I'm Snake Pass. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a precedent for something like this. I, it's, it, it is very impressive. It's like the first time Sonic and Mario are a game together. Yeah. But uh, there is, uh, you know, like when you get a DVD and it has the Blu-ray and the the code in it, or if you get a record and has the MP3 yeah, code. Yeah, the download code. But yeah. those aren't directly competing with each other exactly. for two decades. Yeah. Now, there was the Nintendo PlayStation. It's unprecedented. Well, almost. It's been it's been since then. And you know Square is the one that drove the wedge between yeah, Nintendo with, with yeah. and Sony Seven, originally. Yeah. We'll start <laughs> back together. If we did get this, this same pack in the West, I wonder what that would mean for MPD. You just get like both platform holders, just yeah. get that sales boost for every one yeah. of these sold. It's yeah. crazy to think of that. Here, because here in the U.S., we every once a month we get our NPD numbers and we get to see what was the best-selling game of the previous month. And now they roll up all the SKUs for a certain game. So, like, if Uncharted Four is included in the PS4 bundle, they they include that version of the game. I mean, I'm a big proponent of the one console future. I know you are. So anything that nudges us closer in that direction, you know, I want to play Halo and Uncharted and all those games in one box. I think video and Zelda. I don't think we need separate video game consoles. One console, please. I know. How about getting two games for two different consoles in one package? It doesn't help that that future. Uh, Anyway, Dragon Quest XI. Wonders never cease to amaze Mm -hmm. in Japan. Uh, Moving on, let's check in with our listeners. Hey, listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Ollie in Croydon... UK did. Dude, I loved your uh, skateboarding game. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, Ali says, question for the panel. 
I'm a profound wuss. Wow. <laughs> I, I've been a vegetarian for a year, and I have recently got two bunnies as pets. Aww. I'm against killing animals in general, and I struggle to play games with that involved. Mm. It held me back from buying Horizon Zero Dawn. Let me, let me chill in a little secret. Those are not animals. <laughs> yeah. And anything that has animal killing in it, especially killing rabbits, really bothers me. I know this is daft. That's how you know it's from the it. UK. It. Uh, but have any of the panel had a similar moral quandary like this? Miranda doesn't hunt in Zelda. Yeah? Oh, really? Yeah, she won't kill the animals in Zelda. But, okay, but is Miranda a vegetarian in real life? No. But it's, you are. Yeah, mm. but um, it's weird killing animals in that game just because they don't really do anything mean to you, and they yeah. also provide other uses, and you just shoot them in the head. <laughs> well, but and they, they go, wee! <laughs> they squeal when they knock over. And then they turn into meat. Yeah. But at the same time, I love dropping rocks on Koroks. Yeah, it feels really good. But we should <laughs> this game yeah. anymore, really. <laughs> We actually have another question about how to get past Zelda coming out, but that's later on the show. Yeah, I, uh, I can see that. You know, I I, I I have no interest in hunting in real life, mm-hmm. although I am, I'm not a vegetarian, I, I totally eat meat. Uh, but I do, like, if there is a, I wouldn't kill an animal in a game unless it served a purpose. Like in Zelda, I kill all the animals, because sure. I well, want to get all that meat. And there are the real animals in Horizon that you can kill for, like there's like that's the turkeys and the, that's and the boars and but stuff. But you use them. They also yeah, use yeah. them. So that's an important distinction. Is I mean, like, how many games yeah, can you hunting? kill animals where you don't use them? Well, or or yeah, you're forced uh, to like Red Dead? raving rabbids. Yeah, raving rabbids. Yeah. <laughs> you used to stuff I don't think you kill any rabbids in that game. I mean, they're there's all dying wrong. all the time. <laughs> it's odd to single out they're animals compared to like you kill. So they frame them in Horizon as bandits. They're bandit camps, but you often don't see them doing anything wrong. They're just people living their life, <laughs> yeah. and you go in and you kill all of them. You yeah, clear out the whole bandit camp. And did yeah. you really verify that they were actually I bandits? The, I do find it interesting the moral quandary <laughs> of you don't want to kill animals, but I imagine Ollie probably plays GTA and, kills you know, millions yeah. of people. So I, also, uh, isn't yeah. a moblin an animal? Well, yeah, Zelda. it's like a pigman. Yeah, it's a pigman. But there's, um, <laughs> they have con. There's a, uh, I had a film professor in college who uh, just would show great movies, and, and we had a class with her that was about crime movies. Uh, it was like we watch all these famous crime movies, and she couldn't stand animal violence in movies, like period. But she was like, she also had a class about zombie movies and like yeah. ultra violence. Yeah, we, yeah. That's what we studied. Yeah. But she would like turn around and walk out of the room wow. for animal violence. Mm. Yeah. And it's just certain people, it's just a thing. It's just, it's, it's totally, harder to I, watch. I, they're I, helpless. Yeah. Exactly. They're, it's not like a fighting a t- Tyrannosaurus, right? They're the only true innocents yeah. among us. I'm reminded of The Sopranos. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably season one mm-hmm. storyline when uh, it's a, deep cut. a family of ducks. Come and oh, live no. in Tony's uh, pool for a yeah. while, and he like starts taking care of them. And then one day they just fly away. And Tony Soprano, a very violent man who's killed tons of people, is like overcome with grief that these ducks yeah. have flown yeah. away, and he doesn't get to hang yeah. out with them anymore. Yeah. yeah. Also, I don't think being a vegetarian and owning two bunnies makes you a wuss. I no, I don't think so. Think, yeah. Well, maybe he's a wuss for other reasons. Though. We don't. <laughs> I went to a, a relative's house in Austria once, and uh, <clears throat> they raised rabbits. And you know they rave the rabbits. They they, were, they didn't rave any rabbits, uh, and they were giant. They're huge, yeah. beautiful rabbits in sad little cages because they freaking ate them. Yeah, and uh, that just seemed really like intense because they're like at that point they're like happy little meat bags in yeah. the small little. They cage. don't know what's about to happen to them. Gosh. No, there's definitely an element of I think a lot of people. Chicken raising is very popular in urban environments. Very popular oh, yeah, in sure. San Francisco, and I think everyone does it with the intention of we're gonna get eggs for a while, then we'll eat then we'll eat the chicken, like mm-hmm. it'll, you know. But yeah, they probably I, they never do I think in. Inevitably, they end up as pets. 
and then uh, they bird just flu. Be, yeah. they become little yeah. egg machines. Bird flu came from here. Uh, to answer the question, no, I don't have any problem killing animals in games. I don't really. I'm. It's very easy for me to like. Everyone talks about Nathan Drake mass murder and like all that sort of weird, na- like the gap between what you're doing in gameplay and the narrative. And yeah. I don't. None of that bothers me. Do you think me, you'd right? feel differently if there was a game that had like depicted violence against a child? Yeah, like, because I'm just saying, like, it's not a father. I yeah, yeah, not interested. I yeah. know a game that you guys have all played where you've murdered tons of children. Which one? Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> every every member of the Mushroom Kingdom in got turned defense, into a brick in that game. In my defense, that story That's detail was not story. revealed until much later <laughs> in my life. No. I did a pacifist run of Mario. I mean, I separate out my real life from my game playing life. And like my wife, like when we had kids, she doesn't like watching any show where, you know, a kid is kidnapped sure. or something yeah. happens to a kid. And I don't, I'm not thinking about, I'm not relating yeah. it to my own children. I'm just invested in the, in the story that I'm seeing on screen. Yeah. Uh, all right. This is Daniel from Wake Forest, North Carolina. And he says, dear Game Scoop crew, first and foremost, thanks for the amazing job you guys oh, do. You're welcome. Here's my situation. I truly believe Breath of the Wild ruined gaming for me. (laughs) Hear me out. I'm a 35-year-old dad of two young boys. I love games, but don't get to play as much as I'd like to. There's just not enough time being a marketing exec during the day and a full-time dad at night. Highfalutin. But but Breath of the Wild shifted the paradigm for me. I put almost 50 hours into it, most hours for me ever in a game, and the only reason I stopped is that my Switch stopped charging and I had to send it in for repair. That's not good. So I picked up Horizon, and I find it borderline unplayable. I wish I played it before Zelda, as it seems great, but it's just not doing anything to keep me engaged. Mm. It feels cumbersome to play, and while it's visually breathtaking, graphics just don't mean as much to me as they used to. So the question is, does anyone else feel the same way? Should I play a game in a genre that I've never played before, like Persona 5, to break the Zelda spell? Should I cleanse my gaming palette with a game like Ukulele? Has Zelda ruined gaming by setting a bar so high for adventure games? I mean, I, so first of all, straight up, like Zelda's a better game than Horizon. So that's a hard, that's a hard direction to go, and that's my opinion, right? Like I'm not, I'm stating uh, straight it. Straight up, fact. you say it, and then you're like, well, that's my opinion. That's not straight up at no, all. No, I mean, I, I, the words came out of my mouth, and then I felt opinion. like I needed to qualify. Mm-hmm. Like in my opinion, Zelda's a much better game than Horizon. Um, I thought Horizon was great, but I didn't think it was a nine out of ten, ten out of ten. It's like a solid seven or eight out of ten for me. Like it's mm-hmm. still a fantastic game, but I. It, I the people that rant and rave about it, I didn't see it that way. So I, that's even outside of Zelda, I think you're completely imbalanced to pick up Horizon and just have it not be your cup of tea. Yeah, I do. I do completely agree with the Zelda thing, though. Is uh, I this weekend I wanted to play a game and I have I wanted to start Persona, I yeah. want to start Near, want to start Neo. I still have half. I'm halfway through Horizon, halfway through Zelda. I have Night in the Woods, uh, Sexy Brutal, and Ooh. all I wanted to do was play Zelda. Yeah. And I started Persona, and I felt like I was cheating on Zelda. Like, it was very <laughs> you had, strange. You played all of Ukulele. Would you recommend that as a Zelda Yeah, I mean... Because that's it, like one game you look forward to yeah. more than Zelda. Yeah, probably. totally. And that's one of those things that maybe, yeah, maybe you should shift to something that doesn't have any comparisons to Zelda. Yeah. Something like Persona, yeah, something like Ukulele. Like, they are such different games. By the way, Zelda Spellbreaker, you can contract that to Spellbreaker. Spellbreaker, I like it, mm. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is true. I, I, your spell what's funny lazy. about Daniel is I tried lazy. to do the exact same thing. I played, lazy? You guys are talking about lazy? Oh, lazy. I played, uh, I played I you know, 50, 60. It, Daniel's story is my story. Um, <laughs> it's her story. <laughs> we um, are all Daniel. His story. From Wake Forest, <laughs> North it's Carolina. I played 50 or 60 hours of Zelda, a father of two, tried to go back to Horizon, couldn't go back to Horizon, but I'm having a lot of fun with, again, it's random, but Biting of Isaac is the game that I'm getting into, and it's just something completely different. So that would be my advice. Yeah. Just find find some game that's... Yeah, that's yeah Horizon back-to-back. I played Horizon first, and I love it. 
And I don't have any negative opinions. I thought kill, Killing Dinosaurs was really fun in that mm-hmm. game. The rest Very is- different than Zelda. But the first part of it now, I can imagine the six hours of it going back to it, it's fetch quests, and it's not interesting, and it's very pretty. Yeah, we're Zelda great five seconds into the game, you're having fun. That's as, that's as much of Horizon as I played. was about six or seven yeah. hours. And then the back half of Horizon is a really good story, of which Zelda has none, Yeah, yeah. and that's fine. I'm yeah. totally fine with that. I don't need story in my games. Yeah. But uh, I like sci-fi a lot. I read a lot of sci-fi books, and the end of Horizon mm. stuff is good sci-fi. It's mm. like a mm-hmm. cool post-apocalyptic story that's different from anything else. Doesn't explain the dinosaurs very well, but that's okay because they're dinosaurs. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm glad I put in like 25 hours into Horizon before Zelda. I feel like I was able to appreciate yeah. Horizon without sort of the viewing it through in a post-Zelda world. Yeah, like you guys, I did play Horizon first before Zelda, and I didn't finish it, although I do want to. I want to get back to it. But after I finished Zelda, instead of going into Horizon, I started playing Persona 5, mm-hmm. something totally different. And yeah. I'm super enjoying it. Now yeah. I feel really hooked on Persona. Yeah. Cool. That being said, I wanted, to play to the per- first. I wanted to play Persona on my Switch. I want to play everything on my Switch now. Yeah, That's the I problem. I want to play everything on my Switch. If we have a so one-console not, future, I just want It's not that Zelda ruined gaming. It's that the Switch ruined gaming. A little bit, yeah. It's the one-two combo. The one-two Switch. Combo. Oh. That was a bad snap. I'm, 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 I'm bummed that ukulele didn't turn out better. Yeah, I'm bummed too. Uh, it's still a good game. I gave it a seven, which yeah. is sort of on the cusp of like, good. Um, I Like you, I consider Banjo-Kazooie one of my favorite games. Yeah, totally. And it, at times it scratches that itch, but uh, at other times it, it's like a step backwards. Mm. The tentacle boss looked really scary. Very scary. Kind of gross. Yeah, huh? yeah. Tentacles. Reminded me of a, what? a Japanimation <laughs> I saw one time. <laughs> Uh, this is Blake, and Blake says, I was wondering if you guys think that you have to complete or beat a video game to declare it your favorite game of all time. My favorite game ever is Metroid Prime. Mm. However, I never beat the boss at the end. I remember defeating it and it turning into a Metroid, and then I died. For some reason, for some reason, I sort of dropped the ball trying to beat it for a few weeks, and I completely lost my A button mashing mojo, and I gave up. Can I still say it's my favorite game? I feel guilty for declaring it so and not having beaten it. Hey man, what if he doesn't know that Samus is a lady? Well, spoilers. Yeah. Why can't Metroid crawl? Um, it's odd to not, if it's your favorite game, you would think you'd be motivated to go back and beat yeah. it. But yeah, you can still call yeah. it your favorite game because you still experienced 98% yeah. of it, right? But yeah, like, I, I mean, find it yeah. odd, but totally. I mean, you can say whatever you want is your favorite, but it's just weird if like... If I was like, this is my favorite movie, I never saw the ending of it. Yeah, like, but that's well, different. It's that's like you're talking about a two-hour time investment. Yeah, opposed to twenty. All you got to do is walk over some phase on and then discharge it at the final match. What, what if someone? Just, <laughs> what if he just watched the ending on YouTube? Is that the same thing? Yeah, he I think, played all yeah, the yeah, games. Totally. Like, I think it's completely in yeah. bounds. But um, it was just weird if someone told me like, if I listed my top twenty games of all time, which I think I've exhausted all the content in those games many times, and someone was like, "Hey, in this game, there's still a little bit left at the end." I would totally jump back in right. and be like, "Oh, I totally want to see the secret journey ending or whatever." <laughs> you <laughs> spoilers, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, you get it out of there alive. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think about my favorite game is Super Metroid, but I'm not the type of person like some people are like. I play Link to the Past every year, you know. Um, I haven't played Super Metroid in. Goodness, probably six or seven years. And I still say, like, it's always like, yeah, it's my favorite game of all time. Of course it is. Like, what else could it be? But, like, is it? Like, I haven't I haven't played that game in a long, like, since I worked at IGN, certainly. Yeah. And I've been here six years. So yeah. so that trips me up a little. Like, I haven't played that, and I haven't played Symphony of the Night. They both um, hold up. You know, never or in a long time. They're my one and two favorite games, okay. and I haven't played them in a long time. But there's certain games that I don't declare my favorite game of all time that I'm more willing to go back to. And so it's this weird measure of like, 
maybe like I play Super Mario 64 a lot, even though I say I like Super Metroid more. So maybe I'm just kind of fooling myself. Like maybe Mario 64 is secretly my favorite game. I don't think it's necessarily what you go back and play. Like I watched Land of the Lost a lot, the movie <laughs> Land of the Lost. I don't think it's my favorite movie of all time, but I watch it a whole bunch. Yeah. So is there <laughs> is there a difference between the things that you have a willingness or a desire to go and experience over and over, and the things that are your favorite? I realized I at so. one point I'd never beat Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Like yeah, the, yes. the, the back, the final castles two eight two three and four. Like as a kid, were like really hard, yeah. mm-hmm. and I was best at games when I was a kid. Yeah. This is so a good feature. Absolutely one of my favorite games ever. Yeah. Easily. It's yeah. different, like, older games like that, too. Like, I would consider Donkey Kong Jr. one of my favorite games of all time, but I've never beaten yeah. that game. Yeah. yeah. But it's a little bit different. Like, modern games are more of, like, a story with an arc that you're supposed to sure. experience yeah. to completion. Yeah. yeah, like, I adore Miss Pac-Man. I've never... Like, can you well, beat Miss yeah, Pac-Man? Good luck I don't know. That yeah. <laughs> Short answer, Blake. There's no video game police that are going to come and arrest you if you say Metro Prime is your favorite game, even without beating it. Yeah, it can still... Like, you go to Fendrana Drifts, and the music's all cool, and it's really atmospheric, and you're solving neat puzzles, and, like, that moment could be like, oh, this is my favorite game I've ever played, and, like, having not beaten the boss doesn't take away all those neat moments. I, mean, I think the one thing favorite. that takes it away is that Metroid Prime is the most overrated first-party Nintendo right. game ever It's played. offensive when you call games <laughs> overrated in front of a bunch of people that like games. <laughs> Is Prime your favorite game of all time, Sam? Yes. Is it? That's so too. Yeah. Did you beat it? Uh, no. <laughs> Are you Finn? Are you Blake? Wait, Blake? Yeah, I've definitely beat it. Who's I've Finn? Beat it many, many Who's Finn? Who's Finn? And, and when I say it's my favorite game of all time, I, uh, it's always a three-way tie, you know? With? There's, well, Mario 3 and Ocarina of Time. Mm. What about Breath of the Wild? I love Breath of the Wild, but I haven't beaten it. Mm. Uh, he has a part two of his question. He says, more importantly, do you guys think we'll ever get another Metroid Prime-esque game? We talked about that recently in now in a post-Breath of the Wild world. Metroid is a great candidate to get the Breath of the Wild treatment. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I can't even. I can't even. Yeah. Man. <laughs> God, imagine just an entire planet. Breathroid of the Wild? That's no, that sounds bad. Yeah. Breathroid sounds really bad. <laughs> just, a, just an open world planet to explore. Yeah. Be incredible. Well, will yeah. Breath of the Wild have a genre name like that? You got to well, open up air adventure. Like it, yeah. And then you have to, com- like, we're thinking of the Metroidvania thing. Yeah. Then you have to. Except ex- Metroidvania is combining two. Or games. roguelike, right? That's just, it could be breath like or something like that. Breath A breath like. I feel like, you know, Nintendo's always trying to coin new names for things. Mm-hmm. They did coin Open Air Adventure for Zelda, which I thought was very, like, we all made fun of it, I think, on this show. But um, I kind of buy into it because it is different than other open world games. I feel like um, for every open world game that comes out now, we should make it see if it passes the breathalyzer test. Ooh. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Right, so I still don't know what Breath of the Wild means. Mm. That name means nothing to yeah. me. Yeah, having beaten it, I don't think it's, it's not like revealed to you at the spoilers. Oh, it's yeah. not revealed to you at the end. I think it's just. I think it's just, it just sort of cool. a, yeah, sort of you mean, like a, a metaphor that, for the scope of the game. You didn't have that cutscene at the end with Zelda that says, "Link, you are the breath of the wild." <laughs> yeah. That's weird. That's I if that. you find the final memory. Yeah. Uh, oh man, that reminds me of that terrible new. What's the new uh, Planet of the Apes movie? War of the War Planet? of the Apes. Yeah. yeah. Have you get, the trailer ends with Woody Harrelson be like, "If we lose, it will be a planet of apes." <laughs> I'm like what? Cool. And like, uh, then Link looks at the camera and he says, "I know." And then it cuts to the cuts to black. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listeners! Did you know you can rent video games from home with GameFly? Their selection is over nine thousand, and you can keep the games as long as you want. Unlike the weapons in Breath of the Wild, they offer movie rentals now too. For a free thirty-day trial of the premium service. Go to GameFly.com scoop with an exclamation point. 
the proper spelling of scoop. Now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Game scoop! Uh, this is Dorian of Idaho. And I, first of all, Dorian is an unusual, cool name. And I always also like he's Dorian of Idaho. Idaho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of House Idaho. That's of all the good. Idaho Dorians. <laughs> he says, hey, guys. Hey. Love the show. Keep up the hard work. This is, we're, just, we're just goofing <laughs> around here, Dorian. Yeah, just a bunch of gags and goofs. He says, I used to be an avid gamer, always picking up the newest, biggest game out there. Regardless of whether or not it was my cup of tea, I would always play it to completion. But last year, I only played two games religiously. Those two games were The Witcher 3 and Overwatch. Good ones to pick. While I did play and buy more than just those games, I found that most of the time I would just rather play Overwatch or The Witcher. That's not to say I didn't have enough time or lack of interest to get into those games. I'm 25, and I've got less time on my hands than I did when I was in college, but I believe my taste for what I want to spend my downtime on have become more particular or picky. So I'm curious to hear if you guys have ever gone through a phase like this, and if you ever came out of it. He's going through a picky gamer phase. Well, it, the nature of our jobs makes that a little bit hard. We're yeah. kind of forced to move on to game to game. But on a personal level, yeah, I mean, I'm not playing anything for, for my personal pleasure except Binding of Isaac right now, which is like four years old, right? Like if I played hours and hours and hours of it. Um, I think the games that he listed, which are especially Overwatch, they're very easy games just to become a way of life. Like there's way of life games, and then there's games that you experience for a little bit and then move on. Mm. And like, you That's know, Overwatch. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. You know, people that play Dota, like, and especially because those matches are long, like, that just becomes a way of life game. You play one or two yeah. hours of that a night, and then it sucks up all the oxygen or space and time that you'd have for other games. Plus, it's your social group. Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. So there's that social element. So, that's that's what's interesting point. about those two games is that probably playing Overwatch with your best friends, and then you're playing Witcher when you don't want to hang out with those people. Yeah. And, like, Overwatch has infinite replay, just given the competitive nature of the game. And, you know, Witcher 3, if you want to do everything in the game, I'm sure that takes probably 500 hours, so... Have games? you seen a whale yet? Oh man, spoilers! Uh, games also a game like Overwatch. Certain games, uh, it's hard to articulate, but I've been wanting to write about it for a while. They can kind of like cast a spell over you, where like it just becomes like you almost play it more out of habit. Like get home, play Overwatch. Get home, play Overwatch, and like it forces like there's games like it, an MMO will do this. Like I'll play World of Warcraft and I'll play it, play it, play it, play it, play it until I'm forced to stop for like a vacation or something. Yeah. And once I'm forced to stop and like spend time away from it, then when I come back, I'm like, oh, yeah. why did I? You know, what did I do for the last two months? And like that's how I was with Overwatch. Is I played it religiously until I was forced to stop for you know unrelated reasons. Yeah. And then, and then, like getting, like jumping back in. Sometimes that desire is just gone. Yeah, I was that way the first couple of weeks with Pokemon Go. Yeah, where mm-hmm. I would play it everywhere I was walking, just because that's what that's what you do. That's yeah. what I do. That's what I do now. And I was like, is this the rest of my life? And I'm like, no, this is three weeks of my life. But once I'm it never be- going to touch. Once it becomes habit, it. yeah. Do you? Once it becomes habit, it's hard to break. Yeah. a certain game. Like if a game has that loop of like just checking in every day. Yeah. It's well, also easy yeah. with Pokemon Go because it was, I would play it. Like, I wouldn't be going, well, I did go out of my way, I guess, to, to take walks, but it'd be like, I walk 45 minutes to work, and so I'm just going to keep yeah. constantly having it open. a good neighborhood yeah, for that, yeah. too. Got all those coughings. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how, like, actually, I think your, like, whole psyche gets used to... Uh, like you're like that with Hearthstone, right? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I, I was just noticing recently, it's actually harder for me to fall asleep at night now if I don't play a game of Hearthstone, Whoa. just because like I've gotten like used to like lying in bed and playing yeah, a game yeah. before I go to bed. Before I that would wake sleep. me up. I feel like so you like for you to stop playing Hearthstone. Not that you need to or want to, but um, like you would probably need to be like go on vacation somewhere that had no internet connection or something. Yeah, maybe. Like, I don't know. Like just <clears throat> be forced to be away from it for a while, and then it's like way easier to just put it down than it would maybe. be without that. Yeah, like the whole triple game 
industry is moving towards games as a service. Mm -hmm. And developers and publishers are trying to find ways to keep you playing their game for much longer than you Yeah, by shipping you it broken and then updating it <laughs> well, for a year. No. You know, Overwatch skins and, uh, you know, things that, you know, just, Destiny. Destiny wasn't the first game to do it, yeah, but it yeah. pioneered a lot of it in the big AAA mm -hmm. shooter space. I mean, even if you look at a lot of the games this fall, like Mario aside, between Destiny and Red Dead and Call of Duty and Battlefront, like, these are games that want, they want to, like, live in your life. And they want to be the yeah. only thing you're yep. playing. Which I find and Witcher 3 is big enough to be your it life. It can do that. as know, a, a Yeah, same thing with Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Period of time. Yeah. 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 It's, it's like... There's nothing wrong with it, Dorian. Like if you're getting enjoyment of it, you're having fun. Like that's the whole point. Yeah. You know, the whole the point isn't to play every single game that comes out. I don't think. No, I mean there's definitely I name dropped the Eternal as a CCG a card game. That's sort of a Hearthstone style game that I did nothing but play Eternal for a while. I did nothing but play Risk of Rain for a while. Like it's easy to fall down like a game rabbit hole and yeah. just play one or two things. For sure. I go through. I've over my life, I've gone through phases where I was more into gaming. Than, oh, than sure. I wasn't. Yeah. I think we talked yeah. about that before. I feel like last year, maybe it was forced because there wasn't, we've talked about it, I think last year was not a great year for games, and I went through big periods where there wasn't anything new out that was exciting to me. But I feel like this year, in 2017 so far, I just can't, like, there's, like, I can't get away from games because yeah. there's so much new coming out that's exciting and, like, yeah, I haven't felt us, uh, this overwhelmed with choice yeah. this early in A lot the of year. us have like other things that Even we do. Even this fall. Yeah. Our time like, I, I was playing games only during one, maybe like a heavy November, December period, but I yeah. felt like in September, October, I was like, yeah. Yeah. There's not much there's like, to play right now. There's like other stuff that I like, I try to be productive and work on in my life, but lately I just can't do anything yeah. but play all the new games mm -hmm. that yeah. are coming out. Mm -hmm. I guess that's fine. Same. That's, that's my thing. Good times. It is a good time. Before we play Video Game 20 Questions, uh, let's share what we've been playing this week. Just did, Damon. Well, have we? I don't. We haven't shared everything. Yeah. I did say I was playing Persona Five, and I'm liking it a lot. I think. Cool. Yeah. I've never played a Persona game before. Oh, nice. Yeah, I have Persona Four on my Vita that I just haven't started yet. I've never uh, played a Persona either, and I'll definitely play it. Yeah, it's really, really good. It's got. First of all, it's got. Did you awesome. get through the first like tutorial dungeon or whatever? Yeah, that's okay. kind of like it's 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 got a very long hand holding tutorial yeah. where there's lots of systems that it, the game's teaching you, which is fine with me. I like <clears> games with lots of systems disguised the same way. Although this isn't a strategy game, but uh, I had I don't play a lot of Japanese JRPGs anymore. But this seems like if you're gonna play a JRPG, yeah. this is the one. It to is play. Cool. so dripping with style yeah. in every second of the game, visually, in terms of music, in terms of just clothing. Like the game is oh, just yeah. cool. I and, love the music. Yeah, the music's incredible, and it's such really a cool, cool depiction of Tokyo. Cool character design. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you, you know Tokyo at, costume in it. Yeah. If you know Tokyo at all, it's awesome to yeah. actually be able to walk out of Shibuya Station and, and you're like, like oh, there's a Hachiko statue. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. right here where it's yeah. supposed to be. <laughs> uh, That's yeah, so, so cool. cool. And it's like, yeah, despite the fact that it is a traditional semi-traditional turn-based JRPG, yeah. the battles move so fast and briskly mm. That's good. and animation oh, yeah. and loading mm -hmm. times, like it mm. has an internal energy to it that I'm absolutely loving. Yeah. It's a really cool game. I'm I'm totally it's got its hooks into me now and I look forward to getting even deeper into that. I started a lot of stuff. I started Snake Pass and Ukulele and Nier, and it's not a reflect. I feel like the problem is me, not those games. I just I want to play Isaac more than any of yeah. those. Hmm. I can remain hooked on Binding of Isaac. Um, I you know don't have enough good things to say about that game, but I kind of ranted about it last week. So yeah. Well, I'm, Snake Pass is also a game like Ukulele that looks awesome to me. But again, the reviews are like sevens. Yeah, I, I, I like. I think I feel like there's too much out. Right now, that's an eight or a nine yeah. to, to spend my time with the seven. I respect Snake Pass Pass for doing like this idea that it, it's just not often you see a game do something completely new, yeah. and I've never seen or played a game that felt like that. So I respect it for that. But 
just because I respect it for that doesn't mean that how it feels is particularly good. Like I, I like ukulele more. Snake Pass was too odd for me. Yeah, it's like Octodad. Like I really wanted to like that game, but yeah. I never really. I mean, Octodad leans Brad into the comedy me. side of it at least. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I really want to get into Nier because Nier is one of those games that not a, it doesn't seem like a ton of people are playing, but everyone I respect who is playing it loves it and says it's yeah. like just like the sleeper hit of the year. So I made it through the hard. tutorial, and it's out of those games I name dropped. That's the one I'm most likely to go. Yeah, back to. yeah. you made it through the the bullet hell section. Yeah. What a weird game. Yeah. It doesn't autosave. Yeah. Yeah, I saw Nick Chester tweet out that like okay. he was, he died 40 minutes into the game before the game would let you save. That sucks. Yeah. It have to be pretty bad to do mm-hmm. that, Nick. Yeah. Wow. That's one sm- slight annoyance about Persona 5s. You can't save whenever you want, and uh, if you're like. It, in a dungeon, and you're like feeling like you want to take a break, and you have to kind of keep going. But. Yeah. Two cool things about Nier. Um, it doesn't autosave, which, you know, that's not cool in and of itself, but there's a story, like there's an in game reason why. Like when you're saving, it's, it's you know, there's doing something in the fiction that, that you know, is neat. Like it's just unusual to see saving as a game mechanic yeah. like that. And you are an android, like you're a robot, and you can unload parts of the HUD to gain more memory spots to like power up your character. Yeah. Like I'm going to unload my map to make room in my, in my internal memory to, you know, to yeah. load in this power really cool, up, this right? other thing that makes me stronger. Mm. And if you unload, like you can unload the OS, but then it kills you and you get a game over screen. <laughs> well, that's, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah, keep it the does, OS. It does warn you that's going to happen. Yeah. Sam, I've been playing Wheel of Fortune for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Mm. Got very drunk with some friends, played it. <laughs> so good. They asked questions like, what sports require footwear? And then you have to rank them. And in 1988, things are very different, Wait. especially <laughs> when it comes to actors and actresses. That doesn't yeah. sound like a Wheel of Fortune, though. That sounds like Jeopardy. Sorry, I meant uh, Family Feud. Family. Uh, Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Wheel of Fortune. I always think about because it has a great intro. Where it's real, real, real. <laughs> no, I'm playing Family Feud. Gotcha. Playing those NES uh, games is great because you're right. You're not only playing the game, really but you're also playing the era. It's yeah. like getting an old yeah. Trivial Pursuit. Yeah, you yeah. have to guess. And in Trivial Pursuit, it's already really hard, and yeah. you get the sports questions, and those are impossible. And yeah. You go in the past, and like the movie questions are really hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's cool. What character has never played Batman? Ben Affleck. That's a real trivia yeah. pursuit question. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. It was like, which character has never played Batman? George Clooney, Val Kilmer. Um, ben Affleck. Christian Bale yeah, or Batman? Affleck. Affleck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, that's funny. It's pretty good. Out of date. <laughs> and that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. Our suggestion this week comes from Blake G. in Buford, Georgia. Mm. Buford. Let the questioning begin. Can you see your hands? Yes. Uh. <laughs> dun dun dun. It's not so many games where you can see. It's not Half Life. Does that mean it's not a CCG? Well, your metaphorical hands. Clear. In so, Damon, you've played a lot of Hearthstone. Mm-hmm. In Hearthstone, are you playing as? Like your character, like are you are you Anduin the priest or are you? No, because in the when you launch the game, they welcome you into the tavern and say, "Have yeah. a seat." You're playing a card game, so you, in that world, so you're playing. You're not some mage summoning creatures and spells. You're playing a card game yeah. in no, the tavern. But I, can you? I, see I your believe hands? that since it's no, you can't. But since it's a magical world, I think all those animations are real mm. on the card. Sure, it's like the the chess in Star Wars. And yeah. so when creatures slam into each other and are going, yeah. Whoa, that's is that really happening in the tavern. In the, well. It's, it's both. It's like the you Star hear, Wars chess thing. Yeah, exactly. The people around you that are watching you play are commenting, and also crap. the cards are making noise, too. Yeah. Now that we got that out of the way. Was this yeah. game after January 1st, 2000? No. Okay. It's one of those early hands. Yeah, games. is it before 1990? No. 
right. It's 90s. a 90s hand game. I <laughs> was this a was this exclusive to a console? Yes. Ooh. It means it can't be unirasers. It cannot be unirasers. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's it, what that it, means. You can see your hands in it. Uh is this of the uh 16-bit era? Yes. Wait, this is exclusive. It's an exclusive, yeah. so it's either a Sega or do you want to lock down Sega? Yeah. Is this a uh, SNES exclusive? No. Ooh. The is it on was, Genesis? Yes. Okay, so it's a Genesis exclusive. Well, it could be TurboGrafx 16. Well, and I was worried about some game. I don't want to. I don't want to get to the end of this and be bonk. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be, be bonked. Yeah, that would have been really bad if you we can't went. see his hands. All right, yeah. Genesis exclusive with hands. With hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and game. Was this game made by Sega? Yes. Okay. I, um, Does this game star a hedgehog? No. Oh. oh, oh. Alex Kidd. Um, Maybe machine. No, you can't see hands in that game. What, what if it's Vector yeah, Man? Doctor Robotnik. What if it's uh, Vector Wait, Man? wait, Altered Beast. You're just name it. You're yelling. Sega things. made it. Oh, that's yeah. gonna be great. Um, I'm like, we're assuming this is a side scroller, right? Oh no, I assume nothing. Is this a side scroller? No. All that's right. ten. Okay, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. I'm not thinking about now. Uh, maybe Fantasy Star. Okay, so yeah. we got hands. I don't Fantasy Star. I, the four wait, 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 but we're, it's a console exclusive. It's a Genesis. It's game a made Genesis by Sega. exclusive made by Sega, but it is Fantasy not a Star's an arcade game. But it's not no, a it's platform. Not, right? No, Fantasy. Oh no, no, no. The RPG. The RPG. You're thinking of yeah. Uh, yeah, the other thing. Fantasy Star was there. Uh, was that a Master System too? Yes, that's why I don't remember. I think I think one is on Master. But System. But it could be like two, three, or four. And two, three, or four were on. Okay, is it an RPG? Yes. It's probably Fantasy. Star. Is it a Fantasy Star game? No. Right. Wow. Wait. <laughs> right. Well, that really. Wait, 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 wait. What other RPGs did Sega make? Is Beyond Oasis an RPG? Yeah. Is it? Did Sega make that? I don't think so, but it was on the Genesis, but they might have made it. All right. <laughs> it's in the ultimate Sega Genesis, cl- or also ultimate Mega Drive collection. Or I'm trying to think. What other RPGs did they make? Yeah. Yeah. That's really tripping me up. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, did they make did they make their own crappy version? They didn't make a Super Mario RPG, did they? But it doesn't have Sonic in it. What about No, there was a the BioWare the Sonic RPG for Game Boy. What about uh a uh, a uh, turn-based RPG type things? Or I mean oh, sorry, wait. uh strategy games. Like they never Shining Force was never on. Shining. They did Shining Force, so they did do Shining Force. Was that on Genesis? Well, I only remember it from like Saturn, but it so existed before that. Did it? Yeah. I don't know how to narrow it down in a smart way. Uh, well, okay, so Fantasy Star is sci-fi themed. Oh, is this a? Wait, we know it's not Fantasy Star. No, it's not Fantasy Star, which probably means it's fantasy themed. Is it? A, is it a fantasy themed game? Yes. I guess I didn't. That was a useless question. That wasn't useless. <laughs> I'm not sure why. I asked that. It's either. It's probably either Shining Force or Beyond Oasis. I don't. But even I don't know, know anything don't know about what Beyond Oasis. Is Shining Force? <laughs> it's a Zelda like. All right, Damon. This is not. Wait, wait, wait. A, was Beyond Oasis an, a one-time game? Yeah. So can we ask? Ooh. If it's part of a series, now you're cooking yeah. with gas. <laughs> is it a part of a series? Yes, it's, yep. pro- it's probably the original Shining Force. It, yeah, I've never played that game. I don't know anything about it. I didn't. I didn't ever remember it originating on the Genesis. I, I don't either. That's it. why I'm a little worried. Is I only like, think of it as a Saturn game. A Sega made RPG. But I don't think of it. At, like, is this game have a force in it? <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right. I've, is it is it Shining Force? Yes. Woo! Original never, Shining Force. I've never seen the Yeah, Genesis I can't even Shining think of Force. like what it would look One like. One of my favorite games, turn-based strategy game released on the Genesis. I mean, at least I knew there was a turn-based strategy game that Sega made, but I couldn't come up with a name. <laughs> so thanks for that. 
1993. The, the original was on the Sega Genesis. Yeah. And uh, as was That's the cool. second one. I can picture the cover. There was a Game Gear spinoff, and then Shining Force 3 came to the Saturn. And wasn't Shining Force 3 the one that they released it in like two or three parts? It was, I think that was the plan, but then the other parts never actually surfaced. Oh, wow. like, they were going to release like Shining Force. It was going to be tar- part two and part three, which is going to be half sequel, but half, like it was going to be the same game, but from someone else's perspective. It yeah. sounded really neat, but it's I don't know. Shining Force is a totally awesome game. It's Sega's like Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah. That's awesome. Or, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or Fire Emblem. Yeah. Like Sega's uh, Fire nice. Emblem. It's Very really, cool. really fun. They needed that. Yeah, it's great. I never played that. Thank you for the suggestion. Chad G. and Buford. That's a pretty tough one, honestly. Georgia. Uh, I just know Genesis narrows just, it down a lot. Well, yeah. I mean, once you know it's a Genesis RPG mm-hmm. made by Sega, I mean, yeah. you're right. There's Fantasy Star and there's uh, Shining Forest. Would I you don't know. Because it's like, it is a Zelda like, yeah. and yeah. I don't think Zelda is an RPG, so. Yeah. I agree. Oh, there was a big discussion about that happening yeah. yesterday. Nope. <laughs> Not talking about that. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. Uh, oh, do you have something to say? No, I just we're doing the top hundred RPGs, and this is yeah. a very sore subject. Yeah, that's coming soon. Do we have a release date? Um, Early May, right? Is that what we're shooting for? Did uh, Did Breath of the Wild pass the breathalyzer test? I don't want. I don't want to get into it. <laughs> it was a um, yeah, you can look for top hundred RPGs in May on IGN. Early in May. May. All right. Stay tuned for that. That is all the scoops we have for you this week. Uh, it's a long weekend for us here uh, at IGN because of the holiday weekend. Uh, but Star Wars holiday. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Star Wars holiday. Star Wars celebration is going on, so we are <clears throat> expecting the first trailer for The Last Jedi. The first trailer for The Last yeah. Jedi. As well as Battlefront 2. Come this weekend. As yeah. well as Battlefront 2, but I'm much more excited for it, The Last Jedi. So. Yeah. Very excited for that this weekend. So uh, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Marty. Thank you, Sam. Thank Remember, you. you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop. Right. I think I said the email address wrong. I think it's just gamescoop at IGN.com. What did you say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Saw you across the road. Eyes bright like a magic moon. We dance beside the sea You move like a mystery And we fall In love with everything And we fell In love with everything And we fell Into the sparkling And we fell
Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.